So friends, that is exciting news. And on that note, on that bombshell, I hand over to my bombshell wife, Pastor Darlene. Everyone say, God bless Pastor Darlene. Thank you, bombshell husband. Lord Jesus, thank you for thank you for this church. I thank you for the passion in the hearts of everyone here. I thank you, Lord God, that we are a community on mission. We're a community that hears your voice. We're a community that is moving forward into something, something good and wholesome and spectacular and significant. Lord God, I thank you that each person here matters. Lord God, I'm asking that as we as we delve into the word today, Lord God, that you would solidify in each person's heart they place in your family. Lord God, I pray that they would feel the connection of your spirit, but they would feel the connection of your body, Lord God. I pray that they would know that they not only belong, but they matter, Lord God. Their contribution makes a difference. That, that every prayer, every action is changing the world, Lord God, because you are pushing behind them to bring about transformation life, blessing, freedom in their lives and the lives of the people around them. Lord God, we worship you and lift up your name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Well, welcome to Every Nation Ramsach. Welcome everyone online. So good to see you. Welcome to everyone outside. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for choosing that part and, and sacrificing so we could be inside. Soon you won't have to do that unless you want to. God, God bless all of you for being here and welcome to church. Wasn't worship just amazing? Lord God, we want to thank you for our worship team. We want to thank you for everything that you are doing in our midst. 2021, could you feel God shake the nations? Yes. Did you feel him shake the idols? Yes. Did, he, did you feel him shake your idols? Yes. Because you see, this is what God has been doing over the last few years. He has been making sure that the world knows that the things they cling to cannot give them life. That there is only one thing that can give you life. And his name is Jesus. Freedom is coming and his name is Jesus. You know what, I'm, I'm going to ask all of us, can we just learn this lesson? Because I don't know how you feel, but I don't want to do 2021 again. But I feel like what has been happening in our lives is that we have been transferring our allegiance, our hope, from material things, even from certain relationships. And we've been transferring them to the living God. We've come to realize where our hope lies. And we are better and stronger for it. The other thing I note about the season we've been through is that I learned about being in God's community. You know, there's something profound that has happened in our midst when we prayed for one another, when we gave out of compassion to people in need, when we dug deep and we just loved when it was hard to love, when we, when we reached out for people. Some of you may not know this, but our, our daughter-in-law is not well at all. She's in hospital, she's in ICU, and you might have seen some people come and pray for me during the service. 
she's, she's going to be fine. They found the problem. She's on the ro road to recovery. So we are delighted by that. But you know what I felt over these last few days? I felt the body of Christ step next to me. I felt people's love. I felt people's prayers. And I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that I belonged. And I knew that I had family. And we knew that we had family. Karen knew that she had family. We felt the power of what it means to be grafted in to the body of Christ. Yeah. There's one thing that Andrew prayed at the, right at the beginning when COVID was first announced, or first it wasn't announced, it just arrived without any announcement. But once we realized what was going on, Andrew prayed this prayer and he prayed that not one of our members, not one of our, our people in this church would be lost to this disease. And I want you to look around. We're here. We did not lose one person. You know, not one person. I mean, in our extended families and beyond, we've all suffered loss and it's been tough, but in our midst, we lost not one person. God put his hand over us and he said, mine. And you know, I stand here so grateful, so grateful that we serve a God who, who can shake the nations and keep you safe at the same time. This is the God we serve. Thank you, Father. Lord God, we worship you. We lift up your name. We declare your goodness, Lord God. There is no one like you. You truly are our strong tower. You are the one we cling to, and in you we find life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk about 2022, now that I've talked about 2021 and 2020 and 2019 and all that stuff that's happened. But I want to look forward into what God is speaking to us. Jesus, at one stage, he was walking along beside the lake in Galilee. All the fishermen were there. And unlike maybe other times when he'd walked there, when he was maybe buying fish for his mom or something, he, he had a different agenda this day. Jesus was walking along this lake with new, new insight, new, a new way of seeing. Jesus walked past fishermen. How many of you here have ever been a fisherman? Ever done fishing, are a fisherman, or a fisherwoman? You know, I've tried it a couple of times, and I want to tell you I abandoned it because of the smell. Honestly and truly, I just, fish on my plate, cooked, I'm all for it, but fish coming out of the sea, wet, mucky, smelly, you know, it's just, it's just not for me. That, the smell of that bait, you know, it's just, it was too much for me. So, God bless all of you fishermen, you're amazing, please catch me a fish so I don't have to. But you know, I'm wondering, Jesus, as he's walking past there, I mean, the smell, these are, these are, they, they were net fishing. I mean, these are sweaty, earthy, organic men. You know what I'm saying? They are like, they are like doing the work. There's also an odor to that. You're understanding me. There's, there's, there's something going on here. You're walking past this lake and there's this intense thing going on. And it would be easy just to, just to focus on that. But you see, Jesus wasn't there to buy fish. 
Jesus was there looking for world changes. He had a picture. He had a picture of something that was coming, a kingdom that was invading, that when he put his foot on this ground, there was something that was going to happen that was going to take over the nations. And he was looking for men who would do it with him. So when he came there, he had different eyes on. We pick up the story in Matthew 4. It says, while Jesus, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father, and followed there, followed him. My friends, Jesus walked past there and he saw something different. He saw world changes. Jesus saw. He saw through the eyes of heaven. And you know, my first challenge to us today is to ask this question, what do you see? We have taken up this practice as staff of Every Nation Rames. So once a week we, we go to the mall or to a public place and we, we just trust God to really see people. We trust God to look past the sweaty fishermen, the ordinariness of people, and to look into their hearts and see what God has called them to. You see, when Jesus was walking past this man, he didn't see fishermen. He saw men that would start a revolution. He saw men that would say yes. Men who would drop their nets and immediately follow him. And as he called them, he saw a transformed world, a place that would be turned upside down. Musa and I teamed up the one time and we were walking past a, a small kiosk in in clear water and we, you know, something just caught my eye about this woman and we were asking this, Lord, Lord, let us see with the eyes of heaven. Show us the people that you are calling, the people that you want in your kingdom. Of course, that's everyone, but show us the people that are ready now. And we went over and, and just spoke to this girl. You know, it wasn't like a big feeling. It wasn't like there was a shining light, flashing light over it. It was just a sense that God had more for this woman. That she was more than just a kiosk attendant. And as we spoke to her, we asked God to show us her through our eyes. And I, we, we were talking, I was praying, I felt some things. And Musa came out and said, your son, you're worried about your son. It's, she looked past the ordinary, the outside exterior, and she saw with the eyes of heaven. As we began to pray for that girl, you could see her heart melt. You see, Jesus is asking all of us, to see like he sees, to see people the way he sees people. 
to see that irritating boss, that, that nonchalant workmate, those, those family members that have ridiculed you over the years who are just behaving badly, to see them through the eyes of heaven. What do you see? You see, if we want something different, we will have to see something different. If we want a different world, we will have to see differently. Because if we only see what we've always seen, we're only going to get what we've always gotten. And there's a call of the Spirit asking us to look differently at our world. Many, many years back, the elders of every nation, Joburg, we, we took some time to ask God, what do you see? And as Keith so boldly declared at the beginning of the service, this is what we see. We see lives, communities, and society transformed through discipleship in the word, the presence, and the power of God. You see, as we began to ask God, we saw Johannesburg transformed. We saw individuals transformed. We, we could look through God's lenses and we could see his plan to, to bring a community together, to, to set people free, to cause people to be united to him. That as we took individuals and we revealed the life of Christ and we walked with them, that they in turn would, would reach their families and the people around them and they would come and walk with us and we would walk into a destiny filled with transformed people that would eventually shake the bedrock of the society and cause it to be transformed. We honestly and truly believe that God's destiny on Johannesburg, on Rensik, on your family is one of radical, mind-blowing goodness. We honestly and truly believe the only reason we're not living in this goodness is because we're not seeing. And that God would come into our minds and our hearts and transform that. And let us, let us stand with him believing what is really true. Yeah. The other thing that Jesus did that just blows my mind is he didn't just speak to Peter speak to John Andrew and say you know you go and change the world here's some principles go and do it he called them to come and walk with him you see Jesus walked them into their destiny you see, he didn't just, didn't just offer them quick fixes. He offered them his life. He said, come into a community with me. Come into this group of people that is around me. Come let us walk this walk together. See how I do it. See how I say it. See how I respond. See how I deal with hardships. See how I, I pray and cry and, and live and laugh and love. Come and walk with me in that.
You see, Jesus is not just calling us to himself, he's calling us to a community. He's calling us to a group of people that are going to walk with him. At the same time, if I asked you the question before, what do you see? Another question I want to ask you is who are you walking with? Who are you walking with? My friends, there are two kinds of people you're going to be walking with. Those, there are those ones that you're going to see and you're going to take and you're going to say, come, let's follow Jesus together and you're going to be walking with them and there's going to be this life-on-life -life transmission of your values and the way you do things to them. But you're also going to be walking with a community that is going to be doing the same to you. And together, as you walk others into, the, your, into their destiny, you're going to be walked into your destiny. Together. And we're going, to, we're going to trip and we're going to fall, but there's going to be someone to pick us up. We're going to have joys and there's going to be people to laugh and celebrate with us. Because you see, Christianity is not an individual affair. I cannot stress this enough. There's that saying that goes, your faith is personal. My friend, I don't know who invented that, but it's not true. Exactly. Come on. Musa is shouting from the front here, it's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. You cannot live out love unless there's someone there to love. You can, cannot live out faith unless you're believing with something, someone for something. You cannot live out your faith alone. And my friends, you cannot even be in a crowd and live it out alone. You know, you know, some people are in crowds, we're together, but we're not really sharing what's going on in our hearts. And so you're in the crowd, but you're actually alone. You see, our destiny, meeting our destiny, becoming the church that actually punches into darkness and sees it flees. It's being the church that actually brings light that sees darkness shattered. We're going to have to be the kind of people that really know each other. That really understand with what, what each other are going through. We're going to have to be the kind of people that are supporting and loving one another, even when the other person is weak and frail. Because Jesus is determined that every one of his children will make it home. Not one will be left behind. You see, Jesus walked his disciples into their destiny. And in turn, he asks us to walk many into their destiny. And in so doing, we all come into our destiny. Together, arm in arm. Chafed and irritated by the person next to us, but nonetheless changed. And one, one victory amongst you is all of our victory. You know the thing, when people come and ask me for prayer, I love it. Because I know God's going to bring them victory. That's just who he is. But if they ask me to stand with them, it becomes my victory too. So I get to participate not only in what God is doing in my life, but what God is doing in every single person's life. God is calling us into our destiny by calling us to one another. Discipleship is relationship with purpose. Yeah. 
In other words, we're not just having friendships for friendship's sake, although that's very good. We're having friendships for the kingdom's sake. And when it gets hard, I'm not just doing it for me. So I can press past those barriers. I can press past the difficulty because this is for Jesus. This is for his kingdom. Jesus did one more thing. He transferred his knowledge, ability, and identity. (laughs) That's so lovely. I mean, he's the king of all. He's the creator of all, and he's prepared to eat with them. I mean, honestly, what do you think, what do you think heavenly food tastes like? I mean, God every now and then deposits it on earth in the form of manna, or there was a wafer that one of the, the prophets ate, and it like sustained him for like so long, and it was so amazing. I mean, I, I can't imagine what, is, what food in heaven tastes like. And Jesus was prepared to sit down so many centuries back when their cooking and their spices and that were not even great, you know what I'm saying? And he was prepared to sit down and, and just eat with them. Stub his toe. Be human. So that you could get what was in his heart. There was this transfer, not just of intellectual knowledge, but of life wisdom. He showed them how to walk through the the pain and the heartache and the joys and the temptations of everyday life. And you see, as we're walking with people into their destiny, he's asking us to do the same. Is there something something you have learned in Christ? I mean, is there anyone here who has not learned something? Please raise your hand and I will teach you something. But all of you know something. You've encountered Christ. You know something of what it means to walk with him. You've read your Bible. You know a scripture, or at least you know where to find it. That's enough. (laughs) You don't just know that for you. You know that for your friend. Let's walk with each other and allow, allow what we know, what we've understood, even the things you don't know you know, to be transferred to each other as we walk together. Discipleship, a, a definition of discipleship is this. It's life on life transmission of Jesus' foundational doctrines, practices, and disciplines to others in a way that they are able to transmit them to others. That's just a fancy way of saying, give it to them so they can give it to other people. And what's that mean? Don't give it to them in language they can't understand. Give it to them in real, down-to-earth language so that they can take it and give it to someone else. Who are you living life with? Is my third question to you. Who are you living life with in such a way that they can really see how you live? Mm-hmm. They're in your home. They're with you through your struggles. They're with you through your joys. They're with you through your celebrations. So they can see how you take the gospel and make it yours. Yeah. Who 
are you living life with? Jesus, Jesus sees. He sees you and he sees the people around you. Jesus walks with you and with others into their destiny. And he transfers the life that he has to you and through you to others. And he's asking us to do the same, to walk with others, to transfer the life we have to others. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for everyone who's here. Lord God, would you bless them in every way. My friends, I want, I want to ask, just as I close, I'm going to hand over to Andrew. We've got one more thing we want to do. But I'm going to ask that, that if you just feel like, can we all stand? Can I just ask that if you feel like you just, you really want the eyes of your understanding open so that you could see people for who they really are. That you would love to walk more closely and in, in more real community with people. That you would really like what you le have learned to know in Christ to be transferred. Not only to other people, but to other people after that. It would go generation after generation after generation. Not one thing would be lost. If that's you, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come? Lord God, we want to be a community of people leading others into community with you. Father God, we want, we want hundreds and hundreds of people hearing and seeing the power of your gospel through our name, through our lives, excuse me. Lord Jesus, I pray that every single person here would find themselves able to see people like you see, able to call out the gold in them, able to bring them into the kingdom, to share with them the destiny that they have, to walk with them in community and to transfer the life they have to them. Would you come and do that, Lord? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. And Lord, just bless these people with every good thing in Jesus' name. Amen.